Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Well, here we are for the Growing in Grace podcast. Unfortunately, with social distancing, we aren't allowed to have any listeners. So Joel and I are just going to talk. Yeah, um, I'm going to have to pipe in some tears and laughs and <laughs> no, uh, and some groans to some too. Sound effects like the radio days. <laughs> because of our sometimes strange sense of humor, I need to pipe in some groans as well. Uh, <laughs> 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 you know, those guys, they're at it again. That cheesy humor. The cheesy humor usually comes from me. The hysterical stuff comes from Cap. Do you uh, <laughs> do you have uh, like some sort of a sound effect where somebody's yelling "heretic"? You're a heretic. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of what we say, I should probably throw that in. <laughs> hey, compared to some things lately, a heretic is a compliment, and that's yes. okay. We'll, we'll we'll wear that. Brand me a heretic, and I shall wear the title proudly. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Joel, we've been talking about the law and how it has no place in the life of a believer in Christ over the last few weeks or so. We're going to just kind of stay on the same tree, but jump to a a bit of a different branch here on this topic. Um, Let's go back to the Psalms. We've got a couple of different Psalms. I'm not sure how much we'll get in today, but again, trying to help break some mindsets here. When you stop and think about the Bible book, you just sort of assume it's all one book, it's all for us in some way, shape, or form. It's, it's all there, maybe directly or indirectly, to be applied to our lives. And uh, we just always get the idea that Jesus is always speaking to us or that God is always talking to us through these different verses. When that is not always the case, we would be taking probably months to try to cover all the different Bible verses that don't apply to the life of a New Covenant believer. But we're going to just try and look at a couple of uh, passages that are probably very popular sermon material in the church world. Uh, You know, you pluck a verse out and you try your hardest as a pastor or a teacher (laughs) to try and somehow bring some sort of a Christian application to that verse when it may be taken completely out of context to try to do that. So that's where we're heading today. Yeah, there, and there's a lot of that. I was just, before we were on here, I was looking at a, a video that someone had done on tithing. This isn't what we're going to be talking about today. Maybe sometime in the future we'll do this. But, yes, soon, uh, I think. Yeah, and and guy was talking about tithing. Well, you know, you don't have to, but the case that this pastor was making was to tithe, although it's not a must, but you just should tithe. And my thought with that is that we've taken these concepts, Abraham giving a tenth of the spoils of war, and the people of Israel tithing food to feed a tribe, and we've turned it into, we've Christianized it. We've tried to make it into something that fits in the New Covenant when it doesn't really, and we've turned it into giving 10% of your income to a church where the scriptures never say that. And so that's just one example. Again, that's not what we're talking about today, but there are all these verses about the law There are verses where the law is brought up, and Christians, pastors, uh, they like to, well, here's what I'm teaching this week. I need to find some verses that will fit what I'm teaching. Oh, let me go to Psalm 84. 
one of the things that we are going to be talking about today. Let me go to Chronicles. If my people who are called by my name, let's work that one into the sermon and, and, and let's teach out of that. When these things have really nothing to do with life in Christ, they're law-based, they're conditional-based. And so, yeah, let's talk about some of that stuff. And let's talk about that versus the unconditional favor that we have from God, apart from if my people do this or that, or if people walk uprightly, like Psalm 84 says. So let's do that, Cap. Yeah, you know, just a few days ago, uh, Joel, it's almost like the Lord just kind of pushed me into Psalm 84, and I had no idea why. Well, I came toward the end of it, and I saw a passage that I've I've heard a lot over the years. I've either heard it quoted or ministered to from a, a church teaching or whatever. And then I went and searched for this passage, just did a, an internet search, and saw all these different articles from different people who were trying to tout this verse that we're going to get to here in a second, trying to tout this verse as some sort of a Christian promise of some kind from God to us, when it's really being taken out of context with a, a lot of good intentions, I'm sure. But Psalm 84, 11, for the, the Lord, and I, I bet you've heard this one before out there in podcast land, for the Lord God is a sun and a shield. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord gives grace and glory. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. And that sounds like good news, doesn't it? It it does. And maybe you can extract some good news from it, certainly, at least on the surface. You know, retail price, but let's dig a little deeper here and find out what this is really all about. For the, the God is a sun and a shield; He gives grace and glory, and no no good thing does He withhold. And here comes the condition <laughs> from those who walk uprightly. Now, see, this isn't grace in its purest form because this is being written by somebody who is under the Mosaic law. The Mosaic law was basically something between God and Israel, and Israel was responsible for trying to fulfill the law. In other words, all of the rules and statutes and commandments contained within that law package, that conditional law package, all of them, the Jews were supposed to try to keep them. Um, Not just try, but they were supposed to do it perfectly. They were actually supposed to keep all of it. They were supposed to do it. And that was Paul's point when he was writing to people like the Galatians. His point was, so you think you want to be under the law? Well, here's the problem. You actually have to do it, and you have to do all of it. And so this word uprightly is the thing I want to highlight before I turn it back over to you here, Joel. Uh, No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Now, that word uprightly in the Hebrew, it just basically means without spot, perfect, without blame. And so basically it means you have to walk perfectly. And that's what the law required that we've talked about many times here on the podcast. So I'm going to give you a, a chance to jump in here. But I think where we're going with this is that if you don't walk uprightly or perfectly, then guess what? that no good thing that he will withhold from you, it doesn't apply here. And so go ahead, Joel. Well, yeah, I mean, what the writer is saying here, like you said, the Lord God is the sun and shield. The Lord gives grace and glory. And I, you looked up that word grace in the Hebrew. It means favor, grace, charm, elegance, acceptance. And so, yeah, yay, hey, how wonderful. No good thing will he withhold. But then like you say... There's a condition to all this. And so what the writer is saying here, like you say, 
he didn't have the handle, the understanding of grace that we have today in the new covenant, because he's saying that you'll get this grace and this glory and no good thing will be withheld from you as long as you <laughs> walk uprightly. And as you rightly said, that word uprightly, and I'm looking at a post that you had made on Facebook, uh, does indeed mean to walk blameless, perfect, undefiled, unblemished, and without spot as a lamb for sacrifice. So as long as you could do that, <laughs> as long as you're blameless and perfect, undefiled, unblemished, never do anything wrong, okay? Then, according to this writer in Psalms, you'll get God's grace and favor and glory. He won't withhold anything good from you. And it's kind of like what Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, which we've talked about many times. Therefore, you shall be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. See, these are all conditional things. And when we're talking about grace, so-called grace that's given with conditions, that's not the grace that we have in the New Covenant. The grace that we have in the New Covenant is something that we receive by faith apart from works, apart from our performance. It's not by us living blamelessly, walking blamelessly, walking perfectly, uh, making sure that every move we make is undefiled and unblemished. Sure, it's wonderful. It, it would be wonderful if we could walk that way, but no one ever has, and no one ever will. The only person was Jesus, and that's why he was the perfect lamb as our sacrifice. That's why everything that we have, the grace that we have, is based upon his sacrifice and the faith that we have in him apart from our works. And so any of these things that you'll find throughout the scriptures, like in this psalm, or like I mentioned, because uh, you had brought this up beforehand, Cap, in the in Second Chronicles 7.14, if my people who are called by my name, it's a condition right there, if my people will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. For one thing that was spoken to Israel, uh, not us today, but, and for another thing, it's conditional. <laughs> it's not based upon the grace that we know that we have in Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, the Old Covenant, I mean, it, it's filled with these conditional promises, but you had to do it. Uh, you know, Deuteronomy 28 is another great example. Look at that. Mm. Look at the short list of the blessings if you kept the law, if you did all these good things, and then look at the curses, you know, like tripled and quadrupled the, the blessings <laughs> if you mm. didn't keep it. And so there was a limited grace involved under that old covenant before Christ. There was some favor, there was some grace, but it wasn't always, it wasn't the permanent and the the guarantee that we have in the new covenant with, with Jesus Christ. So yeah, God withholds no good thing from those who walk uprightly. Now I know what a lot of people think, they just think that walking uprightly, that just means uh, giving it my best shot, you know, going to church and reading my Bible and praying and uh, all of those kinds of things. I don't swear as much anymore. I don't tell dirty jokes. I don't smoke. Uh, I don't drink. I mean, everybody has a different idea of what it means to walk uprightly. And some people will say, well, it just means to have integrity. Well, as we pointed out from the original language, it even goes beyond that. Depending on what your version of integrity is, it required perfection. Even Jesus referred to that when it came to the law. And so walking uprightly you know, nobody's ever done it. So 
this is not a great promise here, okay? It's a conditional promise that nobody has ever been able to live up to. We have a better way now, and it's through Jesus Christ and his finished work. That's what this is based on, not trying to walk uprightly, but we have been made upright, spiritually speaking, because Jesus fulfilled all of the requirement for us. He did it on our behalf, and this is what we place our faith and trust in, is what he did, Jesus Christ, on our behalf, instead of us trying to walk perfectly and uprightly, when this context here in Psalm 84 is for Israel and for those who were under the law. Right, yeah, because someone told me the other day we need to keep away from the deeds of the flesh. And, well, trying to walk according to the law is a fleshly effort. Trying to walk blamelessly, perfectly, undefiled, unblemished, by yourself is actually a fleshly work. And so we need this grace, this better way that you're talking about, the Holy Spirit in us, Christ in us, Christ having been the spotless lamb through which our sin was completely taken away, all of our sins taken away, and we received a righteousness that comes apart from us having ever done anything and then has nothing to do with our good or bad works. It's just simply God's gift. That's what we walk in, not our own uprightness, but the uprightness and perfection of Jesus Christ. Well, in the Psalms and other places in the Old Testament, David and other writers said that people should delight in the law of the Lord and meditate on it day and night. Well, are those things for us today in the New Covenant? We'll talk about that next week right here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace. Growing in Grace.